Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 6. France might have been a surprise, Edinburgh might have made things difficult, but Twickenham HQ is where things get back on track. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2023. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, obviously a slight delay since I, I think actually we got an episode out last week, but um, you know because of the uh, the off the off week, uh, I'm sure you've missed our dulcet tones, um, none more so than Dan's, and he's here with me today. Hi mate. He certainly is here today. Hello mate. How's how's going? Uh, yeah, good. I'm. Uh, I've I've missed. I've, I've kind of missed my rugby fix. I don't like the de- the uh, the off week. I, I don't like the off I know week. it's needed, but... I get, it, it is definitely needed. What I also don't like is... I'm not sure about these Sunday games, Andy. I just... <laughs> I, I get too excited about the games, and then it's like, oh, great, we're on Sunday. Can, can we please have these big games, these big England games? Can we do Saturday? Can we do the late game Saturday for England? That works well. Is that better? Yeah, if you, if you could have a chat I'll, with the relevant people. Yeah, you know, no problem. I'll see what I can do. Sweet, thank you. Um, no. But at least having them having the Sunday game means that it's a full weekend of rugby. They all just played out on the Saturday. Then what are we going to do on Sundays then? Um, I recover. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not planning on getting smashed, but uh, I mean, you might have a, a one beer. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. So you'll probably get smashed. Uh, let's yeah. let's focus on what's important, Dan. Uh, England yes. against Ireland. We've got a pretty yes. good record against Ireland in recent times. Got to go back to 2018 for the last time. Ireland. It's <laughs> not that long, mate. Well, I mean, in in rugby terms, it's it's two years since they beat us, and and yeah. more importantly, the last time we played them at Twickenham, as we will be today, 57-15 to England. That, that, and that at the time, huge. Ireland were considered one of the World Cup favourites. Yeah, I know. What joke? So you know, you go. You know, I was thinking about this. Normally, England go into games, you know, as one of the favourites, as the favourite usually. And so we have, we have these oppositions that are kind of like our Achilles heel that we always think, oh, are they going to, you know, we're better than them nine times out of ten, but they raise their game for England. Is this the game? Do you think that Ireland will start to get that feeling when they play England now? Like, not that they're the favourite, but that England seem to do things unexpected. Like putting Manu and Big Joe in the centres and then smashing them fifty-seven fifteen at Twickenham. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I it's hard to know. Ireland, I to twenty eighteen, Ireland were just unbelievable. They were. It was just suddenly like, oh my god, these guys are amazing. And then out of nowhere, they were just. It was just like a just like a wet fart, really. It was just nothing. Yeah, I mean, 2017 um, they beat us by four. 2018 they beat us by nine. No, they didn't. Yeah, nine. And then obviously we we beat them by twelve in uh, early 2019. And then that trouncing just before the World Cup in the summer last year. So yeah. I, I think I think Ireland are worried about England, especially at Twickenham. They have, and to I be. don't just mean I, think, I don't just mean this game. I mean I mean generally. Like, ha, has it reached a point where because of that, because because they were kind of like you know the, one of the top teams in the world, according to the world rankings, according to the way they were performing, according to who they'd beaten, the All Blacks a couple of times, 
And then England came along and did that to them. And I know that you can kind of say, oh, well, you know, World Cup prep and they weren't ready. But it was kind of a, a turning. I mean, it was England in Dublin uh, in the 2019 Six Nations that I think was the turning point. Because that was a great game. Because they well. were the favourites like, to win that. And England went to yeah, Dublin thinking, I can remember us doing the episode on it. And we were, what's a result we're happy with? And it was like, look, it's a World Cup year. We're in Dublin against the... You know, Eddie obviously gave made a lot about them being the number one team in the world or the number two team in the world or whatever. Um, but yeah, England just outplayed them, and then of course Twickenham is a, a, a another brutal um, game, <laughs> brutal from in, from both sides' point of view. But um, it's a slightly different looking England side this time around. It is so. So, so that I mean, that's something like with with what you were saying just there. Something to bear in mind. Uh, but a lot, a lot of those players though have beaten Ireland, but it's a different certainly from the first two rounds. And Ireland, the team's not again the personnel not necessarily different, but it's very different circumstances that this game is taking place. I feel Ireland have a brand new coach. Uh, England have Ireland have the misery of their World Cup. England, I think the I think the coach the is the coach thing a factor. You know, if if oh. Farrell had come in and this was the first time he'd been with these guys and it was all happening for the for the first time, you know, and he was genuinely brand new, then then sure. But he's been with them, he's been involved in in, in the kind of the underlying what's been going on. You know, he was very heavily involved in yeah, you know, I'm not pointing the finger at him, but he was very heavily involved in a side that had a massive fall from grace. Um does does simply saying we're going to take our defence coach, make him our head coach, does that does that have the same effect as bringing in someone new in, in terms of looking for change? I mean, I know he's going to have his own take on things and he'll put a slightly different stamp on it, but bottom line is the majority of the guys involved in the Ireland side have worked with Andy Farrell throughout the highs and then subsequent very, very low lows. Yeah, no, I, mate, I get what you mean, and I think you're right. I don't think it does have the same impact. Um, and that's not to, that's I mean, not to say, look, by the way, that's not to say that he that he can't get there. It's not to say that they can't build oh, build again. But I just, yeah, I think there's a lot of talk about you know when new coaches come in. You look at Wales, for example. It's completely new. It's a fresh start. Like when Eddie took over uh, the England job, you know, and he got rid of all the backroom staff. It was a it was a new era, if you like, and it was like you got an opportunity now to to do something and create something special and you know they did it, it felt like a new start well, yeah i just wonder whether islands, inside the really island doesn't... camp are they actually feeling like this is fresh and new or are they just feeling like oh you know the the deputy's taken over yeah yeah no you could be right and if we look at their results this six nations so but we, we got to respect the fact they've played two one two but they didn't exactly come out firing. I mean, 1912 against Scotland, they probably should have lost that yeah. game. That was in Ireland. And then they had they beat Wales, and that's a good win, actually. But again, it was in Ireland. Um, and and I not, mean, not, again, one of those ones where neither side that good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a strange one. I, this Irish team, it wouldn't surprise me if they were just going to be dicks and just raise their game for England. Well, well but, this but, is, but this is why I, I mentioned what I did at the beginning, because 100% yeah, yeah. I, would said, I would have said that in any other game. That's what teams like to do. It's almost, I th- but I think Ireland, I think having had that little bit of time at the top, um, and I'm not counting Wales 30 minutes at the top, 
But Ireland having had their, their little bit of time at the top, have they, have they kind of, do they look at things differently now? Do they look at England and just say, it's just another game against a top side and we know we're capable of beating them and then therefore they go into it treating it like any other game rather than someone like Scotland who basically loses to everybody and then raises their game for England and you know they tried it this time and it, it didn't work and there's not really much we can take from that game in terms of what it means going forwards for either side. But So I, I think Ireland say that to themselves for sure. I think they say we know we can be the best, but I don't think they believe it right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I, I think no, I think they did believe. I'm just it, not sure think, that they I come to. Yeah, you know, I'm just not sure that they come to Twickenham. Obviously, they want to win the game. I'm not saying that they don't want to win, but I don't. I'm not sure that they have that same. You know, it's we don't <laughs> care about the rest of the Six Nations. It's all just about this game, which, which no, Scotland no, tends yeah, to have. Yeah, they don't. And I think that's that's yeah, Scotland, that's probably a good thing for us because I think that just reduces the chance that. That, that something happens unexpected, if you like. I think it just it means that the game will be played out based on how the players perform on the day. It sounds stupid saying it because, of course, they all they all are like that. But I don't know. There's just something about some of those other games where it feels a little bit like, uh, you know, we, we don't care about anything else except beating England. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It makes sense. But speaking of beating England, the team. Yes. So, so what was your first, what, you know, the headline, I think, on, well, at least on the, on the BBC, the headline for the team announcement was Jonathan Joseph on the wing for England v Ireland. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, so it was kind of mixed because my, my first initial thought when we put someone out of place on the wing is we have got so many good wingers. But, I mean, I half get it. So Furbank's injured, so he's kind of out of contention. Daly at fullback, fine. May... Jack Knowles still injured. Anthony Watson's injured. I, I, I'm not anti JJ on the wing. I'm, yeah. I think JJ's a good enough player to do the job. I, I really well, rate JJ. At all, and, and I get I'm not it. at all anti. I mean, the last time when, when we did Scotland, uh, when we did Ireland 57-15, we had Manu. We had we had Farrell at. Uh, no, was Farrell rested? I, I thought Farrell was at ten, and we had Slade and Tuilagi. No, Tuilagi. No, we had no. We had uh, two. We had Tuilagi. Uh, Tuilagi and. Joe Cock and Asiga. Oh no, you're right. No, you're right. No, no. no. Farrell, Farrell was at Farrell was at twelve. It was Farrell, Tuilangi, Cock and Asiga on the wing. Yeah. Hang on. Speaking of which, where is Joe? Cock I think he's been dropped. What? No, he's surely just Hollybogs or something. He was looking awesome. I'm pretty sure when I when when. when no, yeah, I'm sure you're was, right. He was but... one of the few that was actually dropped rather than injured, but. Um, I guess watch this. I think Eddie probably just thought, you know, I, Joe. Joe was great with ball in hand, running at times, but his defence is a bit weak. And I think that you know there are better players to play at the very top level. It's a bit like yeah, remember, I, I uh, so. who was that? Um, Viner Cola. Oh, what for Gloucester? Yeah, but also for England for about f- five games because because yeah, he came yeah, out, yeah. boshed a few people out of the way, scored a few tries, was massive, and everyone was got excited. And then it turned out that that was all he could do, and that's a bit of a <laughs> liability uh, against the, do- yeah, the top yeah, teams you, in the world. Yeah, yeah, you need a bit more than that. Um, but I, I yeah. quite, I yeah, my first reaction was, what the hell is going on? Why we, why are we messing around? And then I was like, do you know, what, actually, Ford, Farrell, Tuolangi, Joseph. On one, you know, when you're going one way, with Daly coming in from the fullback, that's quite a, a dynamic, dangerous lineup. Or Ford, Farrell, Tuolangi, May with his raw pace and Daly coming in is another 
you know, alternative, quite exciting, quite dynamic lineup. So I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I don't, I don't at all. I think it's a good bat line. I'm, I'm glad he's recognising that you can't replace Manu with JJ and expect him to play the same game. And so it's clearly yes, he's, he's yeah. identified that and gone, okay, that's not going to work. And Slade's on the bench. Yeah, I, I'm glad to see Slade back. Whether I'm, I'm surprised he's on the bench, but purely because he's been out injured so long. I, I really rate Slade. Where would you put him? Uh, if, he was, if he wasn't well, on I, the bench, where would he go? Are you going to drop Manu? Are you going to drop Ford no, 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 and move no, Farrell no. to... As, as in, I, I, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that I would have had Slade on the bench so oh, soon. Mean, I mean, right. because because he's injured. Like yeah. I, I think I think he's awesome. Yeah, like, he last played in what December? Yeah, and but in fairness, we haven't seen him in training. He may be sharp as anything. And if if he's if he's on the bench and he's playing how he normally plays, then great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, that was that was my only slight concern. But you, you know, I can't. I'm judging that on no knowledge of his current state. So I think you have to assume, don't you, that in, in this day and age with all the technology that exists, that um, yeah, if someone's yeah, passing a fitness it. test, it's because they're as good as 100%. They're pretty fit, yeah. Um, I don't think that they go, oh, you're about 50%, but we'll stick you on the bench because, you know, benches only put in 50% anyway because, of course, that's obviously not the case. So I, I would I would say he's probably going to be all right. Let's hope he's not a bit rusty. But again, like you say, with all the training and everything, I think they're going to be seeing that he's pretty sharp. And these guys, it's uh, it's muscle memory now these days, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's good. So, what do we think? Whilst we're still on the bats, we'll go forwards in a second. At scrum half, I I I, I, I like both Youngs. I like Youngs. I like Hines, but. I just and I know they say, oh, it's just about as a scrum half unit we may get the best eighty minutes. I, I don't. Do we think Eddie doesn't isn't just isn't sure yet who his scrum half is? Do we think there might be room for someone else? I, I, I mean, I I don't think these guys last much beyond the Six Nations. If I'm honest, they don't they don't make the next World Cup anyway. I think Eddie has decided, you know, this is something I need to look at, but. We're trying out some other things this Six Nations. So he went with them because, in theory, stability, in theory it's, yeah. it provides that stability. Um, hasn't mm. hasn't really worked yet, but both of no. them are capable of putting in, you know, top level performances. We've seen it before. So um, I just, but I, but I don't think either one has particularly stood up and gone. I should be your man. I mean, that said, I think it's I think it's tough on Hines because I think you know the conditions in. Edinburgh, you know, you, you, like you could, we, we're not, we're not taking anything from that game really, uh, you know, in terms of what we're expecting going forward. So it seems, uh, uh, it seems unreasonable to, to sort of say Hines has dropped down to the bench because he didn't perform very well because you know those conditions were terrible. And didn't actually, Hines? I it was apart from the kick. It, you know, the, there was a little moment for ten minutes where he kept kicking the ball straight into touch. But we've established that. You know, that was, I mean, yeah, it was his fault because he was trying to get it too close to the touchline. But, you know, it was pretty unique circumstances. Didn't, um, didn't, didn't Hines start the match against Ireland last time out? Am I imagining that? Uh, I mean, you might. <laughs> I might be imagining I mean, it. I might I not. Don't know. I, I don't know whether, it, it, might, it might simply be a case of he's thinking that what Hines brings to the game, that, that tempo is more valuable later on. Maybe when... Yeah. You know, maybe when he's planning to take Manu off 
bring Slade on so that you then got Ford Farrell, potentially. Ford Farrell, Slade, Joseph, or maybe... Because I don't think he's got a winger on the bench. Uh, no, 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 he doesn't. He's, 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 yeah, he's gone 6-2 again. So you've yeah. got to be thinking that he's back. He's planning to keep JJ on the wing. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, I got, yeah, JJ's more of a winger than Slade. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, so he keeps JJ I mean, on. He's, he's going to need to keep JJ on the wing as long as there's no injuries, which means that Manu's probably the one or, that goes off for Slade. Possibly, or he puts Farrell in at 10. But even then... Oh, oh sorry, yes, brings... you're right. Slade comes in for... Yeah, no, you're right. That's, that's more yeah. likely, isn't it? Farrell, Farrell to 10. Is, is Manu going to play 80? Well, I do, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. So Slade is either like that replacement. Yeah, I'm, not, and Slade... I'm not sure I'm that convinced about this whole... Um, three, to, to, you know, 6-2 on the bench. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't know why. What I don't understand, looking at bench... Why we have two second row on the bench when we've got three second <laughs> yeah, row well, uh, starting? Yeah, that, that kind of annoys me too. But I mean, Launchbury, yeah. Uh, I think Yule's probably no. I feel a bit sorry for um, Ludlam. I don't understand that. Like I, so I, I don't, I don't, still don't buy into. It. I think Laws is an amazing player. I still don't buy into this second row in the back row. No, Laws is better. And Laws. Laws is better in the second row. And the only reason you put a second row in the back row, in my opinion, is if that second row is a great ball carrier. Laws is brilliant and lots of stuff, but he's not an like, internationally renowned ball carrier. No. I don't... I actually think Ludlam as a ball carrier is better. And Laws is great at other stuff. And Laws is a truly legendary player. And it's taking nothing away from him. But I'm just... that that's That's a bit of a selection, but... To me, it hasn't worked yet. The back row hasn't worked yet. I, I mean, mean is, fair enough. Is against... that what this is all about, though? Is Eddie looking at this Six Nations and going, look, it'd be great if we went on to win everything, obviously, after the, the France game. But actually, what I want to do is I want to establish who can cover where so that we have a, a team that can kind of deal with any eventuality. And so he's playing people out of position because the opportunity is presenting itself through injuries. But he's doing it very much intentionally rather than going... Well, I need to replace like for like with someone who, to be honest, as soon as my main main guys are fit, I'm going to get rid of them again. Yeah, so maybe you, you, it's, it's a tough like you look one. at the Curry situation. We've obviously talked a lot about that. And we, you know, and, I, and he was better in, against Scotland, but again, conditions mean that it's difficult to read too much into it. But you know, he is he does seem to be growing into that shirt a little bit more. But is it more about saying it's not that he, it's not that Eddie thinks, despite what he says, it's not that he thinks that he's a world class number eight. He's still his man at at, uh, at six or se- no, six, I think. Um, but he doesn't want to go and find someone to temporarily fill in for Billy. He wants to make sure yeah, he I... wants to make sure that Billy can be covered by who's around. Because what if Billy gets injured in a match and he doesn't have a number eight on the bench? He wants to know right. That's that's easy because I know that. That's where Curry steps back to eight, and you know we've tried it and tested it at the at the highest level. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that um, Billy still and um, Billy that Eddie still sees Curry as a world class sort of six or seven, and I actually think a major part of this is for improvement as Curry as a player. 
I've, I actually think Curry playing at eight, getting this experience at eight, will help him oh, as seven. a six. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that's in Eddie's mind. Yeah, well, it's, it's um, definitely giving him. It's definitely putting more pressure on him to become more of a ball carrier, and maybe that's a big part of it. He wants him to do what he does, but he also wants him to be a bit more aggressive as a ball carrier. And sticking him in at eight, forcing him to kind of, you know, he's never he's never going to be the same. I think there's about three stone difference between him and Billy, and Curry's not small. Um, no, he's, he's getting large, he is, isn't he? He's getting big. bigger all the time. He reminds me a bit when yeah. you see the pictures of. Um, reminds me a bit of me. Mm, I wasn't going to say that. Uh, of oh, Delario, okay. kind of pre and post. Yeah, professional. yeah, just gradually getting bigger <laughs> and bigger. Well, you, you see him. You see him a few years before like, the professional era, and he's just this sort of lanky, lanky young lad. And then, <laughs> then you see him later on when he's got no hair left, and he's about four times the size, and just looks like he's mutated. It looks like a Bond villain. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what have you been up to there, Lol? What's been going on? Come just, on, uh, lad. Just, just doing uh, a lot of protein and pumping a lot of iron. <laughs> well, I'm, yes, I'm giving yeah, better down saying protein, though. Yes, yes, yeah, good idea, good idea. Um, but, yeah, this, this back row, second row, and, and again, the six suit, I... I don't know. What what do you think then? Looking well, at this, what do you think Eddie's game? I don't know whether is? he's been shook. Whether whether the, the, the you know the, what happened in South Africa or not in South Africa, what happened against South Africa in the World Cup final has kind of shaken him it a bit. It seems to shake. And he's, yeah, and he's yeah, now yeah, wanting to mean. play the power game all the time, um, or whether that, that's just us looking for any excuse to to say that he's doing something wrong. And you know, it's it's Eddie Jones. There's there's got to be some sort of plan. Um, of course there's a plan of course there is and you know if they can go out and put 40, 40 50 points on Ireland again I don't think they will but you know then then clearly something in his plan is working but um, it, it does feel a little bit like he's making up for the lack of power that losing Billy results in by by kind of trying to find a com- combined equivalent it's, it's a strange one but Whatever, whatever the case, England need a performance. Uh, they didn't perform against... Their last performance was against New Zealand yeah. in their semi-final of the World Cup. They didn't perform against South Africa. And, but let's, the, World Cup, the World Cup's been and gone. That's Is done. it? Never Is that finished? That again. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just recently. Take just down recently. the wall chart. Um, but it, it feels like you're building, you're building now, you know, with the aim to be the best team that's ever played rugby. That's the aim that's been set out to them. And it's been a bit of a false start, hasn't it? The French wasn't a great one. Against Scotland, it wasn't, but that's not. You can't really count that because of everything. But we, we need that performance. We need something to show us, to show, not, not to show us because we still know, but to show the world that we are still a world-class, one of if the best or they one of the that. best in the world. They, they, they're aware. They know, they know, but they need reminding every now and again. Um, it's like a naughty kid. He needs a whack. He needs a whack. How old, how old are you? <laughs> old school. Ireland, Ireland traditionally, or, or in recent times, have, have offered a, you know quite a serious threat with the aerial ball. Um, you know, Murray and Sexton both at times been been pretty efficient with that. And Bailey going to the back. We have this debate rather a lot, but are we are we worried? Are they going to target him because they've seen it too, and they're thinking, yeah, he's a, he's he's a little bit weak in that, you know, under the the aerial ball. At the same time, are we that worried? Because I'm not sure that their aerial game has been that good recently. 
It hasn't been great, has it? And Dan, just to, just I just want to point out here, I don't whack kids anymore. Um, not not since I was a seven year old kid with shit out of me. But uh, no, I I think so. I actually think Daly's quite a clever one at the bat because, um, that like you say, the aerial game hasn't been great recently, which is uncharacteristic. But if it's not great, and I think Daly at the bat puts them on edge because they know shit. If we kick this a bit Wouldn't long. They? And we give daily yeah, space. That's the, that's the potential upside. Because, <clears throat> you know, we've never said that he had an issue under the aerial ball without pressure. It's more the, it's more getting under it with pressure. If, if the kicking is, is absolutely spot on from Ireland, they could, they could you know, get some, some good, um, I don't know. They could put some good pressure yeah, like, on Daly and like, maybe, maybe force mistakes. But I like that it pushes him not, a little bit further back, which means that he probably isn't our main uh, kind of attacking threat when we're kicking. Yes. I've, I've felt like in the last couple of games, you know, I, I think I said it in both the last couple of episodes, you know, he, he's always there, but he's never quite in a position to actually try and win the ball. It never really feels like he's in any danger of actually winning the ball. Um, and... I think that May is perhaps more... Johnny May is awesome at that. Yeah, more useful when it comes to that. But one slight worry with having JJ on the wing is that, you know, whilst in attack, I'm not worried at all. Defensively, and not because of his tackling, but defensively in terms of his positional um, play, you know, not having a specialist winger, is is that potentially creating problems? You know, this isn't a position that he plays in regularly. And you've got, you've think, got Daly, who who's sort of playing at the back, but certainly isn't uh, isn't a kind of seasoned vet when it comes to playing full back. Sorry, when you're saying does it cause problems, do you mean defensively? Yeah, like you know, when when Ireland are attacking, is that something they're going to look at and say, look, he might so, be a threat in attack, but he's not a winger, and therefore his positional well, play is perhaps going to be a little bit off, and that's an opportunity for for Ireland to cause England some problems. One of, one of the great things about JJ outside centre, and I think he can carry to wing, is his defence is awesome. But one of the reasons his defence is awesome is because he's so quick off the mark that when he is out of position, he can normally recover where a lot of people yeah. couldn't. <clears throat> so that's why I think it's less of a risk having him there. And that's why I kind of, I, 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 I'm not. At all, I'm never annoyed if Jonathan if JJ's on the pitch well, because he's such a good right. player. Yeah, yeah, that, that's damn right. Let's hope I'm right. It will be, it'll be good. Um, it's what, what do you think our game plan is going to be? I I hope we really take it to them. I hope we take quick, aggressive ball to them because, I mean, fair enough. You we couldn't against Scotland, against France. It was just such slow ball. We didn't seem to commit to the breakdown. Except the first five but now minutes. we've got. <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, and we can't just rely on. Johnny May running in miracle tries all the time. So I hope, and I think this will be the plan, like quick ball out to the backs, first phase probably smash up to a laggy and then open a bit of space. And then we go, you know, we have that danger out wide. I, I hope that's our game plan. I suspect it will yeah, be. I mean, it's, it's exactly what I think we, we've always wanted is having Manu with, with someone, with, with some lightning feet around him. Um, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, Farrell as a second fly half in a position to to kind of make the decision you know it's almost like we're just playing two fly halves and then a pair of centers and we're just not bothering with that with a wing except daily can come along and come I and mean, that's what we might see 
Daly pushing rather than coming into the line in the middle. He comes in on the end and acts as the winger. And essentially, yeah. we've got two fly halves split, you know, sort of splitting the line up or spreading the ball wide and, and creating the opportunities that way. But bottom line is, Tumalangi is a threat against any side in the world. And therefore, you know, defences can't take too many chances with him. And usually that means at least two people need to cover him. And that in itself creates opportunities. And it's why when we had him with Kokonasiga outside him, against Ireland last time, it caused so many problems because they were, you know, there were two guys in that same kind of category um, and there just weren't enough defenders to deal with it. And so they, make, they, they overcommit and actually, you know, Farrell was very good at distributing the ball and Tuolangi actually was pretty good at, um, at creating those opportunities and off, a couple of cheeky little offloads. And so, yeah, I, I, I hope to see um, him smashing the ball up and then, sometimes with ball in hand and sometimes without because the ball goes a bit further wide and JJ can do some dancing feet stuff. Yeah, mate, I, exactly. I, I, think that's, I think that's what we're going to go for. Is, is Sunday, I, I think Sunday is the day where it all goes right for England and Ireland, once again, leave, leave Twickenham in a foul, foul mood. Interesting. Are you, are you making a prediction off the back of that? I am making a prediction about that. I, I'm, I'm rather than scoreline, I'm going to go England because I'm still not. I don't know what the weather's situation is going to be yet. I'm going to go England by England by eight. We just deny them a bonus point. Interesting. I, I what? no, I think England by more. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go England by seventeen. Wow. In a in a that, convincing destruction of Ireland, there will be no shoulders to shoulder. Right, yeah. Oh, nice. I see what you did there. I get that. I get that. I managed to figure that one out. I'm very clever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think yeah, right. I, I've got a good. I've got a good feeling. I feel like I feel like England were ready. I feel you know. I still think that the game against France, you know, before the France game, everyone, everyone, whether you admit it or not, thought England were, you know, saw England as the favourites and assumed that they were going to cause havoc. And then the France game happened, and everyone went, "Oh no, England are rubbish," um, and you know they'll be lucky to come mid mid table. And the Scotland game hasn't done much because obviously it, it can't. Um, but there were there were little there were moments in the Scotland game that I thought yeah they're definitely a bit more switched on than they were against France and there were moments in the France game um, just very few and far between um, yeah but I feel like they're I feel like they're over you know whatever it was whatever that little itch was I feel like they've scratched it now and um, I think if the conditions had been good in Edinburgh I think England would have put in a performance then um, as it was they they weren't able to and they managed to grind out a win you do what you got to do I think I think you're right I think Sunday is the uh, is the day. But I think it could be, I think it could be another big score. And that yeah, team I, says I that to me so as well. That. That's, that's quite an attacking. I mean, certainly the back line is pretty. You know, it's, it's a very attacking team. I'd like to see uh, Ellis Genge get on a bit sooner. See what he's capable of. Um, you've got, you've got Mac. Uh, you've got Marler in to replace Mako. Interestingly. Um, because obviously, well, Mako's not available. Yeah, Mako's not available. It's not an injury, I don't think. Just from the no, it's, it's family reason, isn't I, it? I've not. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read. Do you know any details? 
I have no no idea details. I just I remember them saying that he's um he's not available. Yeah, exactly. He's not available due to sort of personal uh, personal reasons, family. So we, which, quite frankly, I mean, as as you and I, big advocate of this, is none of our business. So hope that's all well. But um, yeah, he's not injured, so hopefully he will see him. But yeah, I'm surprised that, uh, that Ellis Genge didn't get the call up. Clearly, yeah, clearly, Eddie is sees him as an you know as an impact player, which he is. And he is a big, um, he's a great impact player, yeah. So, so yeah, I just hope I hope he gives him a decent uh, run out, and I, th- I think he probably will. I think um, you know Marla's great. Marla's Marla's solid. You know, Marla can go in and do the job, and do what needs doing, oh, yeah. and, and and you know scrummage well, and then hopefully as things start to loosen up a bit, that's when you bring Genji on and and set the baby rhino charging. That guy, I would, I would hate. And then please him. interview him. So interview him after every match from now on. Yeah, yeah and, and let, let him have a beer. If anyone complains about him having a beer, no, just and, and a go. shot. This time he's got to do a shot as well. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I like it. Someone needs to come over and uh, and and I can't remember what it's called. Smash him. No, what's it called no, when, no, you, no, when, you, when you pop the top of the beer bottle? What, a funnel? No, you know when you like what, bang, the top, sh- sh- bang the top of someone's bang top of someone's beer oh, bottle. Uh, it goes everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How and, uh, old are we? I and then, make him, then he's got yeah. a neck it. Stick a straw in it. Straw peeler. Yeah, I, I'm not the one pissing off Ellis Gange. I, if I was on that team, someone's like, go and bang his ball. I'd be like, fuck off, you go and bang his ball. Um, but either way, I think we've, I think we've digressed we have, a bit from a the rug. A little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's good. It's, it's going to be a good weekend. Obviously, other than the England game, um, I, don't, I don't know who else is... What are the other games? Oh, it's Scotland against Italy, isn't so, it? So, yeah, 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 Scotland, Italy. That, uh, that so is Wales, France will be a good one. Uh, will it, though? Uh, well, I don't know it, if it'll actually, be a good be, game, yeah, but be. it will be a, a good one to watch because what do we want? Do we, do we want uh, France? Nil, nil, nil draw. <laughs> nice, nil, nil draw. <laughs> uh, no. Let... And that's, that's Italy, Scotland. I want uh, a nil, nil draw. That'll make that match interesting. A draw, a draw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the scoreline. Yeah, Wales, be. France. Um... No, yeah, I want Wales to beat France. I, I want when Wales comes to Twickenham, I want us to beat them because they need to mean something. Interesting. It also open I mean, if they do beat France, then it obviously and, and if we beat Ireland, then I think you mentioned yeah, last yeah, week. Four, four teams, teams yeah, four, four teams, yeah, which would be awesome. So that's kind of what I want. Yeah. Interesting. Scotland, Italy, I can care less. Interesting. Well, it's a big weekend. It's the start of a couple of big. Well, actually, no, there's another week off next week, isn't there? But um, the next two games. A massive at HQ, Ireland followed by Wales, um, could be a defining moment in how the next few years pan out for for Eddie Jones in England. Um, it most certainly could, mate. It most certainly could. Um, right. Well, let's yeah, let's mate. Let, let's wrap it up there. I, I got I got to shoot, but um, I think we're going to do it. I really do. Come on, England. Come on, boys. Let's let's get back to those ways we were. Indeed. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, I didn't mention it last week, but I used to mention it all the time. So I'm going to do it again today. If you get an opportunity, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Um, if you want to get in touch with us uh, and let us know, well, you can let us know what you think, but also if you've got any questions for us, if you've got any stories you want us to share, any insights, basically anything that you want us to use in the episodes, um, you can get hold of us on Twitter at England Rugby Pod, or you can email us englandrugbypod at gmail.com. Um, they're probably the best two ways to get in touch. Um, and yeah, just keep keep tuning in, keep spreading the word, and uh, 
yeah, be sure not to miss the game on Sunday and um, and tune in probably Tuesday next week to see how it went and what we thought. And we will catch you then. Catch you then, guys. Thank <laughs> you.